It don't matter how hot the girls are. If your music is lame, we can help with that, though. The Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association presents Panda Off the Charts. Brand new tracks for the strip club industry to make your set sound fresher, more energized, and to keep things bumping. Here are your hosts, Danny Myers, Elon Fong, and Bob Chia Party. Hey, welcome, Panda Off the Charts. This is a What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. We are the number one music strip club podcast in the world, and we are happy you guys could join us here today. My name is Danny Myers. We've got Alon Fong from up in Columbus. We've got Bob Chiaparty from stripjointsmusic.com, now residing in Nashville, Tennessee. And, um, you know, we got this is a show where we bring new music and we have celebrity interviews. And uh, so we're going to have some new music. And uh, we're going to kind of fly through this music because our special guest today is going to be Edsel Dope from the band Dope. And and he's been a great friend of Bob's for years and years and years. And I don't want to cut any of his interviews short when we're talking to him. And uh, so we're going to fly through the show. So we got uh, plenty of time to talk to Edsel. Uh, You guys ready to do this? Let's do it. Okay, my first pick uh, is a huge, huge TikTok song right now. It's going crazy. It's Tyga. It's called Bops Going Brazy. And uh, the original, of course, is two minutes long. So uh, I did one of my typical Danny Myers strip club edits to get it up to three. So uh, we're only going to play 30 seconds of it. And I know you're going to recognize the hook to this song. So here it is. I stop. Listen, hip got a western. If I reach for a hope, your boy get the message. Hope that he Christian. Wow. Need a blessing. Shorty back it up like she looking for directions. You ain't threatening. You ain't stepping. I'm shining. Chain is a weapon. Clips, I'm grinding. Grind. I ain't stressing. Your boyfriend a groupie. Hurry a yes man. I got 17 and an FN. Extend those. Body pressing. What's in the bag? Don't question. Sleep with the Nina. She my best friend. Shot on me, baby. Bop's going crazy. So let me go to Alon first. Yeah, it's fine. It's fun. It's uh, what, you know, a little bit of under pressure, a little bit of ice, ice, baby, vanilla ice and modernized. Yeah, it's fine. I'll tell you, I played it last night. It's mixed well, man. It yep. is. It, it really thumps. Bob, what did you think? Sounds great to me. And again, like I said, it's, it's a you know, simple song, but everybody knows that 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 riff. If you don't know it, you must be dead. So, yeah, true. Alon, Alon Fong, you want to pick one here? Oh, hell yeah. You know, it's summertime, Danny. A couple summers ago, it was uh, Hot Girl Summer, right? Yep. Now it's just summer too hot, at least according to Chris Brown. This is the Smash 8 uh, ACAP, as an acapella hype intro of Summer Too Hot by Chris Brown. Take something, left, right, control it. You know who to call if you're horny, right on it, green light. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be an easy one to add. I'll go in tonight and play that. I mean, Chris Brown is just, I mean, he's, you know, in my opinion, one of the perfect artists for strip clubs, you know. It's always mid-tempo. It's not too slow, not too fast, you know, or at least most of his tracks. Uh, and they're always relatable to uh, to uh, sex and strip clubs. So, so yeah, I'd go that one. Uh, Bob? Sounds good to me. That's what's one I would, I would get behind. If I was a strip club DJ, 
<laughs> and you know, the great thing is we are uh, just three, uh, one song away, about uh, three minutes or so away, from bringing Edsel Dope on from the band Dope with our interview with him. But Bob, uh, why don't you pick one more before we go to Edsel and bring him on? We, well, we've got a kind of a new artist. I mean, she, she scored a, a nice buzz with her EP Fallen Angel last year. It featured a song, Baby Doll, which you guys may be familiar with. Sure. It got, got, you know, big buzz and lots of streams. Uh, she's got a, a newer song now that uh, the label felt would work well in the, in the strip clubs, and I did too, so that's why I'm bringing it to you guys. Uh, this is Ari Abdul, and the song's called You. And, of course, we've got... It was a little short, so I called up my good buddy, Danny Myers, and he stretched it out to uh, over three minutes. So there you go. Yeah, so we're going to play the Danny Myers Strip Club Mix. I'm only going to play 30 seconds of it, but if you want that full three-minute version, stripjointsmusic.com. Here's the track. Yes, First time I heard this song, when you sent it over to me, first of all, I love her voice. She's got just, I mean, just such a sexy voice about it. Probably no relation to Paula Abdul, but uh, uh, the song works, and, and, and I'm, I don't know. Is she, Bob, you, you're the one that no, has I, all this. I, I, I would say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if she was, we would have heard that in the, in the, I, in the notes. I, I would, it would have been probably something prominent in, in the bio, and I saw no mention of that when we first you know, got the song and all the information on her. Gotcha. Alon? Or she doesn't want it to be known. She wants to make it ah, on her own. That, there you go. There you go. Yeah. That could be it, too. Uh, great track. Yeah, like Danny said, love her voice. Love the beat. Love it. I, that, I haven't heard that track. That was really cool. I really dig that, man. So you got to send me that, Danny. I will. Or you can get it at stripjoinsmusic.com. We don't sound good, man. I know. I know. I need that, that jingle back. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we have a chance right now to bring on Edsel Dope from the band Dope. He's going to be joining us in just a second. Uh, actually, we'll bring him on right after this. Hey, what's happening? It's DJ Mike D, and you're listening to a What's Hot in the Strip Club podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Let's get it. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Panda off the charts. So what's hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network? Bob Chiaparty has scored us another one of his outstanding, amazing guests here today. We have got a guy. He is the uh, the founding member, lead singer, and guitarist for the band Dope. Uh, and this is Edsel Dope with us here today. How are you, man? I'm good, buddy. Thanks for having me. Good to see all you guys and my old... Uh... Homeboy, Mr. Bob Shapardi up there. Yes, and his... yes. <laughs> go back. We go. This is one of my favorite artists I've ever worked with. My whole 35-year wow. career. It's always a pleasure working with Edsel. He's, what a, what a wonderful thing super to talented. say. He's, he's just a businessman that you can rely on. You notice he was on time when we'd have to check <laughs> down or anything. He's a pro. He's a complete pro. He was bragging about you uh, when we were talking before you came on. So he was telling us uh, what, a, what a class act you are in businessman and artist. So. Hey man, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> gonna get some. It. We're gonna get some Bob Edsel stories here in just a little bit. But first of all, uh, for those who may not be familiar with the band Dope, how do you describe the the Dope sound? And uh, how long have you been together? I don't even know when you formed. Uh, you know, the sound is hard, and I, I don't want to get long winded with it. I just like to normally. I'm just like it's loud. It's mm-hmm. a loud <laughs> rock band. It's the easiest way. Um, but the band I got, I started the band in New York City in 1997. Um, I met Bob shortly after that because we were both New York City guys back then. Um, got signed to Epic Records in like '98, and then put out our debut album in '99. So we're we're coming up on our 25th anniversary of mm. being a national band, which definitely makes us old. Um, <laughs> yep, we are. Yeah. Classic rock at 25. <laughs> yeah, dude. Officially. It's, it's kind of crazy, but it's all good, man. I mean, the band's been around a long time. It's been it's been very good to me. Um, you know, we've uh, we've always been kind of this culty sort of thing that never really reached uh you know significant commercial success but we've always had like our little niche and uh it's you know it's cool i'm I'm very grateful to the relationship that uh that the band has with its fans and you know our it's weird some of our metrics are very interesting you know you can look at our spotify numbers which are significantly larger than a lot of bands that you would think are commercially more successful and viable than dope but for some reason we have this very loyal audience that just really 
sticks by us and and likes what we do. So I'm I don't know why, but I'll take it, and I'm I'm super grateful for that connection we have. Yeah, I um I have to the say, genre, go ahead, Bob. I was just to say, I think I think for the genre that you're in, you guys make some you know amazing music, and I think you you're very clever with the choices you make on covers when you know when you, the, the ones you do there and you just bring new life to them so familiar songs that sound fresh again um you you you've charted the the course of uh of dope in a very intelligent way and that's why you have the success you're great at what uh. you do but I was going to call it mediocre, but I, <laughs> but I, but, but that's why we've had this very level road, but, uh, but I'll take all that. I'll take any compliment. It's yeah. music is so subjective, man. It's so weird. And like, you know, it's also a, a lot of things that people don't really understand is, is, is how timing and, and I don't want to use the word luck because I don't want to take away from other people's success, but Man, timing and luck in this business are such important factors. I mean, you can you can have a record come out and, you know, there's so many politics that go into why a record could fail. Uh, there's so many little tiny, you know, the, the margins for error, especially back in the major label days, like you just missed that window and you your song is great, but somebody released a song three months before that's just filling that void to mm. humanity and your song could just miss the window because they're getting it. Like, it's just crazy. So anybody that's had any sort of a sustainable career in this industry should really count their lucky stars because it is so difficult. Um, and again, it is subjective. There is no right or wrong. Other than maybe some Beatles songs, there's no categorically <laughs> undeniable like great songs. Like mm. a song that somebody might have as their favorite song ever. You could pull a hundred people and they may all think it's a terrible song. So you just, you know, who knows? Be grateful for the people that like you and like what you do and just, you know, be true to yourself and do what makes you happy and as best you can do. Well, you know, you have some some different sounds because I the first song that I think I ever really played a lot of yours in the strip club was back when we used to do Foxy Boxing. We would have two girls in the boxing ring and we needed music to play for a one minute bed while these girls are beating the crap out of each other. So can you imagine <laughs> which one of your songs we played? Die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die. <laughs> well, I mean, again, that's a that's such a great a great example of of a blessing and a curse. So that song for us was uh, what you would normally call like the college radio track on our second major label album. Mm -hmm. Like that's the song you sort of lead with, but you know, it's not going to be a radio song, obviously, but you're just trying <laughs> to like go, here's our, here's our heavy presence of authority on album number two. Um, and we, we had so much heat coming off of our first album, uh, super, you know, super, uh, aggressive, but melodic and commercial band Epic was behind it. And, uh, we released die motherfucker die as our metal track and, um, the world trade center fell down mm. Oof. and Oops. we were on Epic records, which is Sony music. And I wasn't as evolved as I am now when it comes to just compromise and understanding some you know that there are factors that be that might be greater than my you know early 20s agenda of a bunch <laughs> of this right right um so long story short um 
that song is a big part and that that moment in time is a big part of why our second album came out and within three months of its release we were dropped from a major label and all of a sudden we were an independent band which mm. was wow again when you consider how successful our debut album was that that's very unexpected but in retrospect you know you can understand why epic records would not be about the die motherfucker life <laughs> after the world trade center yeah yeah but but long story short, um, at the time it was it was like, man, this 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 energy, this song, this moment in time has put the band on a, a, a very less than favorable trajectory. But then here it is 20 plus years later, and the song has a hundred million plays on Spotify. And it found its own audience without the help of the label and without the normal traditional marketing tools that go into marketing a band through the U.S. military and the fact that we were going to war with Iraq. And you, you can't find a, a soldier that went to Iraq and say, hey, do you know who Dope and Die Motherfucker Die is? They're going to be like, yeah, dude, I learned to shoot a machine gun because you, they teach you to hold the trigger down to Die Motherfucker die wow. motherfucker because if you hold it too long it'll burn out the barrel and it'll jam so i have such a weird connection with soldiers and especially marines that went and kicked doors down who were like dude without that song and again i'm sure those guys would have just done just fine with some other song in their ears but they have this personal connection to me and to that song as their uh their war cry and it's, you know, then, the, you know, stories came out that they used our music to interrogate Iraqi yeah. POWs, hmm. like by by putting them in 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 dark rooms and just cranking up songs like yeah. Die Motherfucker Die. And it's like, how did I get become part of all of this? You know, so Ooh. it really is mind blowing that like a song like that, that was written from just a irresponsible ignorant like let's just throw a bunch of fucks and aggression into a song and <laughs> and in one way it cost me a massive relationship with a major label partner and at another time it created this entirely organic fan base for me of people that risk their life for our freedom and in one small way i somehow uh participated in our freedom like again no no credit here i didn't do shit yeah. but i i somehow have this connection to these guys that fought and lost their friends fighting for our freedom and and somehow i've 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 been able to be part of that and i have this like i said very strange but warm connection with soldiers that um just shows you the power of music it's mm -hmm. fucking Amen. crazy go ahead a lot crazy so foxy oh. boxing to machine guns in iraq that's what that <laughs> song will do for you yes foxy boxing alan it's, it's probably a blessing insane. in disguise, and man, I tell you what, there's no surprise to me. You have such a loyal following. You guys have played the Alrosa Villa in Newport here in Columbus, Ohio, like every year. It feels like uh, I could never go because I worked weekends. I was working at the strip club. Uh, but you first came on my radar with your cover of "You Spin Me Round," the Dead or Alive track, um, which was became a strip club staple. Um, you know, looking for a cooler version of that song, and it's cooler than the original. You know what I mean? Well, and uh, that came from the American Psycho soundtrack. So, like. On and on and on. You guys have always played regularly there, and everyone I've talked to loves Dope. Everyone's like, oh, go on the Dope Show, go on the Dope Show, go on. And I always wanted to see. I just never could because I worked weekends. Um, so just took in Columbus, Ohio, in and of itself, and your 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 status here, and how respected you are in the metal community here. And I've heard how cool, what cool guys you are for years, for decades now. You know what I mean? 
uh, it's no surprise that you have a career. So that's why, you know, there's a lot of people who are flashes in the pan. Yeah, they may make residuals off that one big hit single, but they can't even tour anymore. They can't play anymore, sure. right? You get to yeah. play and still live that dream. I, I assume you still like being on stage. You know what I mean? So that's debatable. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, touring can be tough. I get it. Being away from your, as you're older and right, you're more settled down, it's hard to be away sure. from, from family and friends and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, you have that career that a lot of people actually would kill or die for you. Everyone thinks they no would. No doubt. You know, only the 1% of the 1% become the mega stars of, you know, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Um, and yet you have carved out that high-end middle ground where you have a sustainable career, which you, you don't have to work, you know, at a strip club. You don't have to work at uh, Amazon or whatever. You know what I mean? So that, sure. that's cool sure. as fuck, bro. And you still get to create and, and do cool stuff like this new song that we're going to talk about here a minute the cover song. yeah I, you you're 100 right and those are very very nice things to call out i appreciate that i i have two things that i'll i'll uh i'll give you from that one of them uh a very interesting story that not a lot of people know uh columbus ohio is a place that we especially when i was living in the midwest in chicago uh we would do a lot more um weekend warrior touring because mm -hmm. the midwest is super uh accommodating for going out and playing fridays and saturdays in midwestern markets so that's one of the reasons that we were in columbus as much as we were but we were actually the last band to play the alarosa villa before Dimebag oh, was murdered oh. mm. we played there the night before and mm. then um and then we were the first band to go back and play it afterwards because wow. the the owner of the venue, Rick, Rick Catella, mm. uh, true story. Rick called me six months after Dimebag was murdered and um, crying, going, Edsel, nobody will play my club. Like, yeah. I'm going to go out of business and I don't know what to do. And I said, I said, I'll play your club. He said, He's such a good dude. I, he, he goes, I wasn't even calling to ask you to play my club. I was just calling to tell you that nobody will play it. I was like, dude, I know Dime would want us to play your club. Like he would want people to have that outlet because there wasn't a lot of places to play in Columbus unless you were at the Newport. So if you weren't big enough to play the Newport, like the Al Rosa was it. And when that happened, it it created such a a a gap in those people's lives that were used to going and having that experience at the El Rosso. And of course there's, you know, all this taboo now around it for obvious reasons, but um, I, I didn't even hesitate. I, and, and it was amazing too, because we went back and we played a show it was sold out. And then Rick was like, dude, the floodgates opened. He's like, everybody was willing to come back again. They just didn't want to be first. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. So I, uh, I that was a very it was it was really a powerful little experience. But that was that's my Columbus, Ohio, Al Rosa. Um, but as far as that stupid dead or alive cover song you're talking about, <laughs> yeah, you, you can blame Bob Chapari <laughs> for that one, dude. Yeah. I've been I've been blaming him for twenty freaking years. <laughs> I got to play that stupid ass song every single night. But I, I am grateful because people love it and it was really fun and it definitely helps people to understand that even with the seriousness of the die motherfucker dies, we have a very <laughs> unserious party side to us that I think Bob recognized that. But the true story of how that went down, Bob calls me up and he goes, hey, Edsel, uh, have you heard of the 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 movie that's going to be coming out uh, called American Psycho? And I go, it's a book, right? He's like, yeah, it's a book. It's really cool, creepy, you know, culty book that they're turning into a movie. And of course, the movie's not out yet, so nobody knows if it's going to be great. But all signs are pointing that this is going to be a really great 
thing to be part of. How would you like to be on the soundtrack? David Bowie's on the soundtrack. New Order's on the soundtrack. The Cure's on the soundtrack. And here's the thing, Etzel. I've got you secured as the opening lead track. You're track one on the soundtrack. And I go, (laughs) Bob, you're my hero. Yeah, of course I want to do this. And and he goes, but there's a catch. (laughs) He's going to reel you in. I, I go, what's the catch? He's like, I really need you to re-record the song Spin Me by Dead or Alive. And I went, oh, you said, <laughs> how much does it pay? <laughs> and he had a he had a he had a favorable number. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing it. So truthfully, we went right in the studio. We actually recorded it while we were on tour. And um uh, and it came out really cool. And, and it, it 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 wasn't on the original pressing of the dope's debut album because it 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 was done during our touring cycle, but it was so successful for us that they ended up stripping it on to the later pressings of the record, and it's become you know one of our most popular songs, and uh it's it's quite silly. And I, every night that we play it on stage, I use it as an opportunity to literally tell the crowd, like, you know. Nobody came here to be serious tonight, right? Because we're going to play you the stupidest song you have ever heard in your entire life. And dude, and it's another one of those things that just shows you how music transcends. We we uh, we played with Slayer mm-hmm. one time. And I remember specifically standing backstage in Slayer's guitar tech, some big burly dude with man tits and a beard. And he's <laughs> like, hey, man, you're not going to play that you spin me round song tonight, are you? Cause those fucking Slayer fans will tear you apart. And I go, bro, I'm going to play that stupid fucking song. And you stand right there and watch while those fucking Slayer fans, those big moshing crazy bastards are going to take, they're going to take their shirts off and they're going to spin them around their head. <laughs> and, and they're going to sing, you spin me round. He goes, it'll never happen, brother. Dude, 15 minutes later, every balding, big crazy slayer fan had their shirts off swinging them around because of course awesome. i told them to so let's get our shirts off and and swing yeah. and <laughs> dude and 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 again dope is out there playing with slayer and half the crowd is singing you spin me around like a record before they hear you know freaking uh rain uh, and blood uh, rain and blood, <laughs> rain and blood. i was Wait and bleed kept coming. I was like, no, that's Slipknot. Rain yeah. and blood. Well, you know, so, yeah, we we toured with Slipknot a lot too, and and played that song too. That song that is sense. undeniable. Everyone loves it, as horrible as it is. So thank you, Bob. Yeah, You're most welcome. Well, we're we're yeah. gonna talk about your new stuff here in just a second, but I want to get Bob Chiaparty's take. Bob Chiaparty, stripjointsmusic.com. I want to get your take on that exact story. Did it happen exactly like he said? <laughs> he, he's pretty much nailed it on the head. That that really was it. That was really. I cannot tell a lie, man. No, not only. I tell me when I'm telling time, lies. At one time, I uh, Etzel was playing New York, right? And I I brought a brand new date. First time I ever brought this girl, right? Uh, cute little sweet thing, right? And uh, uh, and uh-oh. she and she comes in, and we we go to the show, and at Etzel gets into that whole, tells the whole story before the thing, and he points down at me. I got very laid that night. Let's put it that uh, way. Good job, cool. Etzel. Helping a brother out. Oh, good to hear. I, I, I remember that too, Bob. Yeah, I always love it when Bob makes an appearance at uh, at, a, at a dope show, man. Um, 
It's it's good times. It really brings me back to the roots because New York was different back then, man. Like it was the like the the best times of my career, honestly, were before my fucking album came out because we ran New York City. We were like uh -huh. the most popular unsigned band in New York that then got signed. And uh, and we just I don't know, man, there was something about New York City in 1996, 97, 98, 99 that it was just the coolest place to be. And we had, uh, you know, we had. We had season passes to any nightclub we wanted to go to. We always had a pocket full of kryptonite. We always had, you know, the hottest <laughs> girls. Like it was, it was a crazy time. And man, I, I really look back at those and and maybe it was the ignorance and ignorance <laughs> is bliss, but dude, like I had more fun and felt more on top of the world, just kicking around New York city and riding the subways at two o'clock in the morning than I ever did um, after the fact. But so yeah, Bob and, a small clique of dudes that we had that were all kind of on the dope train super early. Um, it was a great, great, great time. Really reminds me mm. of that community that we had. And and Bob was a pioneer, dude. Bob, like concrete marketing back then was like, you couldn't put out a record and, and think you were going to have a shot if Bob wasn't in and Bob's wow. team weren't working that record yeah, right. and like, you know, giving it a thumbs up. Like you were, you weren't even, you weren't even, invited to the treehouse. <laughs> like, yeah. so that is awesome. He, he, he had his uh he had a, his thing and again it was all super organic and didn't feel corporate at all, which is crazy to think because it was a very corporate machine back then. But mm -hmm. our little click, there was there was nothing corporate about it. There was nothing fake or 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 uh or uh you know packaged or you know what's the word I'm looking for that, that just like homogenized, like none of that existed for us and for our little team. It was just, we were just on fire and it was just out of control, debauchery, stupidity. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And Bob was right there in the middle of it. And, and dare I say responsible for a lot of it because we were all just working hard together and, and, uh, and, and just committed to each other as friends and, it was awesome, man. It's great to know Bob 25 years later and be doing something like this, telling stories from 1997. It's like, what is happening? It's uh, crazy. That's awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit crazy. about the newer stuff. Um, you've got an album that just came out uh, earlier this year. Uh, we heard the first song that uh, Bob brought us uh, a few months ago, which was Fuck It Up. Mm. Great song. Worked well for me in the strip clubs. And then Bob told me that uh, you've got, uh, you did a cover of Love Song, the Cure song, Love Song. And I said, wait, I, I just can't picture Love Song being in this heavy metal rah, rah, rah kind of feel. So then I listened to it, and it's not. It's it's a very, very cool, and in my opinion, and I'll, I'll play the song here and let everybody else give their thoughts, but in my opinion, uh, this cover of, of Love Song that you guys did is without a doubt the best strip club song, song that for a strip club by dope ever, in my opinion. Oh, so I think it's going to work really, really well. But I want to play about 30 seconds of it, and then we'll go back and, uh, and talk about it. So here's 30 seconds of Dope with Love Song.
Had a little, let a little bit of that electronic part get in there. I'm, as I said, I think it for the strip club is the best song oh, yeah. I have heard. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna shake some asses for sure, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mixed well. I can hear it in these headphones <laughs> that it's gonna um, do what I like to call shake the drinks off the tables. Um, so it is, it's definitely one to crank up and I can see, um, I can see a high energy rock girl just spinning around that pole quicker than hell. Um, yeah. so yeah, um, that's my thought on it. Let me go to, uh, to Alon Fong here up in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, man. I, first of all, the original has always been a popular request, but the original is too slow, right? So for most clubs, uh, 311 did a, famously did a cover of it, but it's pretty true to the original. Mm. Um, I know I played a remix of it. Did the Deftones cover that one? I can't remember. I don't think so. Maybe it wasn't Deftones. Anyways, I love that because you made it upbeat. I love all the electronic flourishes too uh, in the beginning and in the verses. Uh, it's got more bump by far than the original. So yeah, for clubbing, your vocals sound great too as a singer and man, I uh, love your voice on it. Uh, it's a huge classic song. I know ladies love it. You know, it's it's love song. It's been that way forever. Uh, the original is a great song, and you made it your own, which is really hard to do with a signature track like that. So I love yeah. hearing that you put your the dope spin on it, and I hope you don't end up hating this song like you do uh, <laughs> or be uncomfortable <laughs> with the song like Spin Me Round because I have a no, feeling I, you got another Spin Me Round in your hand. It's a little different because Spin Me Round is just so mindless, you know, like yeah. Love Song, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to do it is just because I don't think anybody with a soul that grew up in the time frames we all grew up in heard that song and didn't like almost get choked up. Like there's just something so real and human about that song. And I don't care if it's love that's lost or love mm -hmm. that you still have or love to a significant other or to a family member. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, love is the most powerful thing we all know on the planet. It makes you do the craziest things and 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 the most amazing things. So um, I just really wanted to express that energy. Um, and uh, it's funny because I, I hear people describe it similarly to how both of you guys did which is actually the opposite of what's happening. If you listen to the original love song, the tempo is it's way faster. It's an up tempo song. Right. I took it the other way. I did it halftime and made it more of a droney, almost like I hate to use the comparison because I've had it since my entire career, but it's all good because he's a fucking genius. But it's got more of a Marilyn Manson y kind of like yeah. downplayed, you know, darker tone to it. Um, whereas the cures was up tempo and and poppy and very uplifting. I kind of took it the other direction where I wanted it to make you sad as opposed to the original love song that Robert Smith wrote as a wedding gift to his wife. It's supposed to right. make you feel up. It's I look at it like he's releasing the white, you know, white doves into the air whereas like I'm singing that song with a black pigeon on my shoulder. <laughs> you know? it, it's I took it to the darker places where I feel like it, it it rips your heart out. Whereas Robert Smith wrote it to like open your heart up. And, right. and, and uh, that's, that was my take on it. It's, I think it's very depressing, but I, I, <laughs> it's I, definitely it's, darker, but there's, yeah, an energy but it's one of the, it. one of the coolest things I, I feel like we've done in a while. And it, and um, I, I hope people like it. The video is really dark and cool as well, but cool. you know, finding an audience is, is always interesting. You know, we'll see what it does. I have very, nominal expectations i don't expect it to change my life but I, the people that find it i hope they like it and hope it serves a purpose well. and i think it will definitely work in the in the in the strip clubs though just because of the tempo and the vibe and a lot of strippers are damaged too so they'll they'll probably hey, enjoy the the dark 
mm-hmm. the darkness Absolutely. of it. Well, it's, yeah, it's great, great cover, man. Phenomenal yeah. job. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's going to hit all the different ages, too, because, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. the older people are going to hear it and say, hey, I remember that song. And the newer people are going to say, oh, new song, you know. Sure. Oh, you mean that was a cover? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's funny. I, uh, I have a 16-year-old stepson who uh, I put in the music video. Um, oh, cool. Again, video is really dark. And and, um, and he uh, I go, hey, dude, I need you to do this thing. He's like, what am I doing? I said, just he's a really good looking young kid, you know, he's. And I was like, just put on some makeup and show up and I'll I'll, I'll show you what you're <laughs> going to do. You're going to be in this burned down house and there's this whole thing going on. And he's like, OK, I never acted before. So he just kind of shows up and and then we we cut the video and he's like, man, this is a really cool song, dude. Like, I didn't know you had it in you because, you know, he's a 16 <laughs> doesn't like any of my shit because it's all old. And, uh, and I go and I go, I go, you don't know that song. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, that's the that's like one of the most popular songs ever. And he's like, I don't know. Like, he had no idea that it was a cover song. It was just, yeah. just crazy. That's but, great. Yeah. That's great. Well, you know, we're going to try to get this out to all the strip club DJs. And strip club DJs, Wait. we want you to listen to it, play it, and chart it on your uh, chart that you send into Elan. So we can see this thing hopefully get on the on the Panda Top 20 chart that we put out every month. Elan and I also do another podcast uh, uh, about every other month or so. We're doing a, a series now on rock covers. So I promise you. I promise you this will be on our next Rock Covers podcast, which is probably, I don't know, we're probably about three weeks away from recording the next one of those. So uh, so very, very cool. Um, so people can follow you and find you. Uh, where uh, You're a social media guy, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I not by choice. I, I like, That's one of the places where I feel like I do kind of fail because I, you know, when I was 20 years old and I was starting this whole thing, I absolutely shared the narcissism that young people have. Like, you know, a lot of the reasons that we get into rock and roll, we want attention and we want ad, you know, affirmation, but, um, man, I'm a old ass man and I have no interest in sharing with the world. Like, Hey, this is what I'm eating today. And like, I just don't think I'm that important. And I think, uh, in a way it, it, it works counterproductively to me because people that do let you behind the curtain and share their life as, as, as if it's important, you know, that's people are interested in that shit, but I'm terrible at it. But if you want to find me, um, you can find us pretty much across the board. It's just dope the band. So dope like dope, the band.com or Instagram, dope, the band face, Facebook, dope, the band. It's all just dope, the band. Cause that seemed to be the easiest moniker for it. Um, but yeah, we're we're not that hard to find. It's the only thing that again I've noticed more and more um, with YouTube and and the Zuckerberg apps. Um, we definitely get throttled, man. Like our our YouTube, like or our Facebook. Even if you log into Facebook and try to find dope, you'll get a warning that says the site you are trying to access may have something to do with the sale or consumption of illegal uh, narcotics. Wow. And it's like oh, God. So. So like, you know, uh, something you may or may not know about me, I'm also the manager of the band. And uh, I also manage uh, one of our really good friend and contemporary bands that has had a big resurgence over the last few years called Static X. Oh, wow. Um, So because I handle all the business for both Dope and Static X, um, I feel like I can see the obvious places where this happens. So YouTube, for instance, Dope and Static X, surprisingly even though static x is a much bigger band we have about the same number of subscribers on our youtube channels 
But when I release something on Static X's YouTube channel, the amount of interactions that I'll sure. get compared to when I release something on the Dope YouTube channel, it's mind-bogglingly di different. Yeah. And again, I'll give Static X the credit for being a bigger, more successful band. And that means that they should have more interactions. But the disparity is so big that sure. I'm I'm unquestionably convinced that YouTube has just selected the word dope and right. says this gets throttled and we yeah. we limit the reach of it. And I know it happens with our Facebook, too. So it's one of those those weird things where, again, you don't you. We don't have a crystal ball, and just like Die Motherfucker Die was like this blessing and a curse for the band, the name has been the same thing. It's like it's such a cool word and such a cool thing to come out of 1999 being the band Dope, but the longevity of it, like there's a lot of places where we, we you know, for example, with the amount of connection that we have to the U.S. military, wouldn't you think that Dope would have played a USO show by now? Yeah, it will never happen. I think so. It will. Yeah. It will never happen because the U.S. military will never be able to promote that Dope right. is coming to play our base. Right. But they'll bring Drowning Pool and they'll bring Saliva and they'll bring all these other bands, but we'll never get the call. So, if had we became a commercial band, would we have ever played an NBA halftime show? Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's there's definitely been some things that I've seen, you know, as I've looked at the business side of it, where the name has has uh, been a bit of an issue. But now more than ever, with with uh, the throttling or the censorship, however you want to put it, yeah. with social media and 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 good old Zuckerberg, who seems to have this tendency to uh, lean in one particular direction, we we definitely I think catch some uh, I don't even want to call it friendly fire. We catch some fire that uh sort of stops us from reaching as many people as we would now but you know the places the metric that you can't control or manipulate is spotify which is where i just right. always just sit back and go like well there's how you can tell what our audience is because mm -hmm. they right. can't throttle that one right so uh so yeah uh but that's how you find us dope the band um but if we post you may not see it <laughs> yeah just makes me think you of gotta, that old commercial you gotta find us that old commercial. Yeah. Why do you think they call it dope? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man, it's been it's been a pleasure having you on, Alon. Do you have final thoughts here before we uh, sh kind of shut it shut shut it down? Yeah, man. First of all, shout out to uh, Rick Catella, the Rock and Roll Revan. The Arosa is no longer around. I don't know if you know that he sold it. I do. Uh, and retired, which is sad. So I don't know where you're playing Columbus, but you got any tour dates coming up with this stuff going on? Um, yeah, we've been, uh, you know, because of my relationship with the Static X guys and uh, and the relationship that we've had for 25 years now, um, I've been able to position dope in uh, a lot of the Static X um, celebration. So mm. we've done a lot of touring with Static X back in the day, a lot of the touring with Static X since they re uh, regrouped and awesome. we are touring this fall. Uh, the bill is actually really amazing. It's Static X7 Dust and Dope. Wow. Um, Damn. That's a sick, sick tour. I don't know. I don't think it's coming to Columbus on this leg because uh, 7 Dust is out with Alter Bridge playing a lot of markets that we can't go to. But we're talking about doing additional legs of the tour uh, in early 2024. That would put us there. But um, I think nowadays it's like the Newport. And then there's another room that is is actually pretty cool that I, that we just played recently called the King of Clubs. King of Clubs, yeah, yeah. I'm going to my yeah, first show there. 
to see King's X here in about a month. So yeah, it's 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 a cool room. Um, they got a lot of things right. Um, a couple okay. things, you know, a couple things they could look at probably a little differently. Um, but but it's it's a cool room. I think people will be happy with that one as as you know the Al Rosa replacement. Cool, cool, very good. DJs chart this song, play the song. Yeah. Entertainers, especially the ones that get to pick your own music. Man, make sure you go up to, uh, and tell your DJ he's got to download. It's on Spotify, as he says, right there. You got to get that love song. A lot of other ones. He also uh, fuck it up was like I say, one that Bob brought to us. Um, I don't know about three months ago. Uh, check out the whole album. It's a pleasure having you on. And when I do see your concert tour come close to uh, Ohio somewhere, uh, I'm going to be calling Bob and saying, "Hey, give him a call, man. I want to I want to meet him in person." Yeah, so, we'll come, yeah, we'll come no problem, dude. That'd yeah, anytime awesome. we we usually play the you know Cleveland is always a staple for us. Columbus generally like the you know Ohio has always been really good to us, so we 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 always try to fit that place in. When okay, we can. well I'm Cincinnati on the lower side. A lot. Oh, nice. Yeah, we we were at Bogarts just a few oh, months ago. Really? Nice. Oh yeah. man, I missed that. You that missed it. Cool. Was sold out, baby. Sold out. Yeah. Shit. Uh, one yeah, little final thing. I didn't know you guys did uh, Vince McMahon's theme song. That's fun, cool as hell. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, a, a cool, a cool story to that was, um, you know, those theme songs were always a bit goofy. And yeah. uh, the way that the way they did them back in the day is they had this dude that essentially kind of wrote them all because mm -hmm. they wanted to retain all the publishing. Johnson. What was his name? again? Yeah. He, J Jim Johnson. He's Jim not Johnson. there anymore. Johnson. Yeah, he's, gone, yeah, he's, yeah. he's not there anymore, but, um, but he was kind of like their in-house dude who wrote it all so that all the publishing could remain at, uh, at WWE. And right. I don't know how it happened, but, um, so they sent us the original version of, of Mr. McMahon's theme. And it was like a rap thing. And it, and I was like, how am I going to do this? And, uh, and and the mix ended up not being great in retrospect, but I really like what we did with the song. And 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 it was so it was such a departure from the original demo that Jim Johnson had written that I right. actually got some publishing for that song. Like they actually, and I mean I probably wrote eighty percent of probably more than that, honestly. But yeah. in, generally, even if you do that with WW, it's like, well, thanks for your contributions, but you get zero publishing. Right, right. But for some reason on that one, I changed it so much, and I guess they liked the end result that I was actually able to negotiate a little bit of publishing in that one. Nice. But cool. I, I really like it. I don't think he used it for very long, but I, I thought it was clever. Like, I, I, I put this hook in where it was like, this is my world, and in my world, like... I'll break your face. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was perfect for McMahon. And I was like, I, sure. I, I really, I really, really happy that we got to do that. And fuck, we got to do McMahon's team. We didn't do a yeah, wrestler's right? team. We did the right. guy's team, yeah. the, the fucking the Tony Soprano. <laughs> so, um, so I, I thought that was another nice little Easter egg that, you know, a lot of people don't know about us. And it's yep. always very fun, cool. So. man. Yeah. Man. Awesome. Awesome. Ansel dope. From the band Dope, we thank you so much for coming on. Well, I appreciate you guys' time. Nice to meet you fellas. And as always, Bob, I, I love you to death, and you're the best. And love thanks you, for bro. always thinking of me. And I get to see Bob in person on uh, tomorrow morning, actually. I was, oh, nice. I was just, te just telling my wife, I'm like, I got to go do this thing, and then I got to run some errands, and I got to wake up early as shit tomorrow because I got to fight L.A. <laughs> traffic to get down and uh, and meet my my buddy bob for some bacon and eggs there you go <laughs> very good man i appreciate it thank you so much thank you appreciate guys you. 
Bob, I don't know how you do it, man. You score some amazing, amazing guests. You know everybody. I mean, Bob has been frenzy. <laughs> I, I love that story about the spin me round story. And, uh, you know, you both told it exactly the same. So there was no no embellishing it there or anything. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've decided Bob is the Illuminati. He knows everybody. He's, he's just pulling strings. We're all marionettes in Bob's world. I, thing. I wasn't going to say, but I think I was also the guy that hooked up the what do you call it, the uh, the Jim Johnson uh, thing as well. WWE thing. I'm sure you did because I, I knew the name from you. So yeah, because uh, I, I I used to I've work. Got a you. couple. I got a couple of plaques on the wall, and, and I'm, I'm I was you. Put, I went, so was it on this record? <laughs> this one I I'm, I I music supervised. So I, I, I there you go. Very, Very cool. nice. Well, here's how the math is working out. We each have two more songs to bring to you that we uh, we're going to run around the horn. And and by the way, if you have comments on any of our songs on the interview whatsoever, uh, get on Facebook, join our Facebook group, What's Hot in the Strip Clubs, and that's where you can leave your comments about our interview, about uh, the music we're playing, about some songs that we may not have heard of. But right now, I'm going to go to a song that I don't know if this is going to be a hit or not, but I listen to it uh, yesterday and I thought it sounded really good so I played it last night and the production on it is just amazing kind of an EDM track it's us uh, let's see it's by the band tweak with capital letters t-w-e-a-k it's the big jet plane is the name of it and uh, I think if you like those soft vocals you're gonna like this vocalist check this out ones i i put it in there and i said man it's just a screaming light show so i you know ran a pretty good light show to it for the first time you know really listening to it it sounded good alon your thoughts yeah cool cool track without a doubt uh it's not jet airliner by steve miller band i thought it might be a cover but ah, for a, a remix but big no jet plane yeah <laughs> big old jet airliner remember that oh. all right anyways uh you yeah, know very cool track Danny. good bob chia party i love the uh the base of it you know i love the what do you call it the you know the beat there, it's you know, you know me. I I, I enjoy songs that are, are a little less hooky and a little bit more. But that one, I I, I dug. I really did dig, dig that one. So he likes songs and hookers. Hey now, songs and hookers. Are right. you a hooker? It's like Arthur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you a hooker? I thought I, I was just doing wings. great. <laughs> did I tell you that story? Did I tell you what? that? We don't have time for stories, but I actually walked in. The hotel, the it was at um, what the hell, the Waldorf, New York City, they yeah, filmed, and they were shooting that. They were shooting that, and we watched that scene get filmed. That's awesome! My cousin, that is awesome. We're wow. coming in from a night of debauchery in Manhattan. <laughs> That's great. Okay, Alon. Speaking of debauchery, uh, this next track is not a cover; it's a new original. It's called "Beggin." This is the Club Killers intro. It's by Chris Lake, and it's got Aluna A L U N A on vocals. Beggin. I look so obedient, but I'm just a deviant Baby, don't just in white, but I'ma give you a fright Cause I keep it simple, keep it fresh Eat it till there's nothing left I got an appetite 
Definite another one, uh, you know, I, I love her vocals, love the production on it and everything. I was, as soon as you sent that to me, I was back double checking to see if Aluna may have shortened her name from Aluna George. Remember who did that uh, track with DJ Snake, uh, You Know You Like It. And uh, it does not appear that it's any relation whatsoever. But that was my first thought. Uh, but no, it doesn't sound a thing like that because I went back and re-listened to that song. And it was cool. <laughs> um. I just got a bone to pick with Chris Lake. Well, not actually Chris Lake, more of his, his people, quote unquote. People. <laughs> um, you know, I've reached out to them several times to be part of uh, strip joints and uh, got blown off pretty much every time. So like, nothing against Chris because he probably has no even clue. Yeah. But right. Right. his people, they can go fuck off as far as I'm <laughs> <laughs> But I do dig the song. I do dig the song. Right? There you yeah, go. Bob Ooh. being opinionated. Coming in strong with the hot take, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, uh, Chris wow. Lake management. There you go. Man, you guys. I thought I was Where the only guys? one ripping people apart, you know, but <laughs> wow, Bob. You people managed to piss off Bob Shea Party, and this is the nicest guy in show business. So, yeah. I got to tell you something. You deserve it. There you go. <laughs> okay, Bob, bring us a song. So, this song is by Fendi the rapper. Um, she put out a song independently. Um, Point me to the sluts and our friends over at Giant Records um, picked up on it. They have re-released the song with Cardi B. They've renamed it Point Me To, and it is blowing up. It um, on the first week of release, it did seven million, seven point three million streams wow. um, cumulatively, and it entered at number 14 on the hot rap songs and number wow. 20 on the hot R&B hip hop songs. And it's also entered the top 100, I think somewhere in the eighties. I'm, I'm not remembering. Wow. Yeah. But it's a great song. Um, everybody out there should be playing it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Bendy the rapper. Okay. Check this out. Turn me up. I'm trying to, trying to point me to the what that tough. He had a luck. Oh no. Gave him up. Fuck. She got some bonds. Make me this, this been wrong. I got a thumb, she can't take it, they made me numb Her nuke and he a goofy, she got goofy What her taste good with no smell, she got a fruity What? I can't wait, I'm trying to fat, take me to the back We hit a rap, where you at? We got Uchi sound And all the guys in here ready, what a hoochies at? In my city, we get lit, that's what a movie's at And you can't come up, you can't come up with all that goofy shit Point me to the number two. Um, you know what I love about this? What is so so different about it from a lot of the music that's out, the hip hop that's out, that is really really slow. This one is clocking in at 155 beats per minute. So, what I think, and I am not the musician, uh, the or the or the genre label guy, but this reminds me of a drum and bass type feel but taking out the snare in other words they use the the bass pattern and the speed of a drum and bass song uh but didn't really go like drum and bass does that uh, i'm gonna go to alan because he he's more the genre expert but that the, the drum pattern sounds drum and bass to me which i think was a very very smart move to make it stand out yeah it's just jersey club they call it jersey club doing that the the up up tempo 
using the kick or or the 808. Okay. Club. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. Your thoughts on it, Alon? I, I was just laughing and enjoying the clean version because it was like every other word is just pretty funny to me. <laughs> but no, I like the song. <laughs> so I wonder if it's still the if the uh, unedited version is still pointing me to sluts or if it if the whole thing still pointing me to the clean version for sure is pointing me to. <laughs> ah, I am not sure. Okay, Great well, I'll tell you what, we have um, we have three more songs to pick, and we're going to bring those to you next. Hey, everybody, this is comedian Craig Gass. You might want to Google that. And you're listening to the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back to Panda Off the Charts. So what's hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network? Danny Myers, Alon Fong, Bob Chia Party. We have got three songs left. And, you know, I always have to come up with one of these WTF songs because I heard this song, and I'm not going to say I, I like it. I just, I'm shocked by it, and I'm shocked by what they did with it. And I really want opinions on this song. So after we play this, uh, get on our Facebook group and get on there and join our Facebook group, What's Hot in the Strip Clubs, and let me know what you think of this. Uh, it's definitely going to have people that hate it, and definitely people who are going to love it. This is Little Uzi Vert, who obviously is a rapper, right? But he doesn't only do rap music. Wait until you hear this song, CS, and as soon as you hear it, you'll know what the CS stands for. Wake up! Grab a person for the little man club. Have the skulls and fade away the shake up. Put you in the keys up on the table. Here you go create another fame. You wanted to. Grab a person put a little makeup. You wanted to. Have the skulls and fade away the shake up. You wanted to. Put you in the keys up on the table. You wanted to. I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. And I cry with angels. If you guys could see the look on Alan Fong's face of WTF. I heard this and I just, you know, it's one of those, I I, I don't know. It's it's very creative, very different. But uh, Alon, give me your professional opinion. Yeah. So, of course, the original was by System of a Down. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's just get that out there. Uh, super cool that he's a rock fan and, or likes this rock song and probably a couple others. And, you know, he just said the song just want to rock out uh so maybe he just wants to rock out with his cock out like a good uh, concrete foundations forum type band artist should uh cool the vocals are great i actually liked when he started singing and then he had his little um effects on his voice and the, just his vocal style was really cool in the chorus sound production wise it left me wanting it just felt really thin the overall sound production of the of the Musical tracks, the guitar and bass and drums and stuff. But I thought, actually, to my surprise, that's my face was weird. I actually really dug the vocals and what he did differently with it. Okay. Would I play it in the club? Probably not. Allah, uh, Bob Chia Party. I thought it was real interesting. Again, having worked, you know, System of a Down, um, you know, from the first record we were, I think we were worked the first two or three records of that. Um, I was, it was great to hear that. Um, but again, it, it 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 as as creative as I thought it was, I don't know if I would play it in the strip club either, because you know me, I like I, I like the more slinky style of yeah. things as far as that goes. But a very cool track. Um, there you go. Okay. For the record, 
even the original system of a down, I would only play remixes of the stuff. It's hard to dance to that, like how the beat is. And that's the what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, thing, yeah. So yeah, for me, system of the down. Usually, I only played remixes of that stuff. Anyways. Okay. I if I ever played a system of a down remix, I'd probably get killed because system of the down fans <laughs> don't like remixes. Okay. Um, Alon, pick us uh, your your last pick of the show before we get well. Your your last pick of the yeah. show. Bob still has one. Well, here's a song you can definitely play in the strip clubs. Uh, the, lyrically, it fits perfectly, and it's a, uh, a strip club regular on this show. Uh, Riton, or Raton, sorry, with David Guetta and Jazzy, and this song is called Where You Want. Ooh. Here we go, bitch, put my hands where you want them. Turn me on, bitch, put my hands where you want them. Here we go, bitch, put my hands where you want them. Turn me on, bitch, put my hands where you want them. There is a verse. WFW. Wow. Fucking wow. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I didn't write it. Okay. You picked it though. Yeah. Good one. Uh Bob? I uh, I thought it was a great song. I you know. On the money. I mean, lyrically, that's a that's a great frame. Put your hands where you want. I mean, you know, that's that it hits home for right in the pocket, baby. Right in the pocket. Okay. And Bob, while well, you've got the attention of all of our listeners, close the ah, show out. Okay, with my cool. last song. My last song. So this song, um, um, I believe we are going to get for uh, for strip joints music. They t- they tell me that they are actually creating an over three minute version of this. Um this is by uh actually I'm just learning about this this uh this lady you know to you know recently and uh angel lakita moore she's an actress she's a host of three very successful podcasts uh she's an influencer and she's a comedian she's been in like on so many shows and on in in, on disney channel cbs and netflix and blah 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 she's uh she's one of those amazing amazing women but she's known musically as that chick angel Mm-hmm. And this song's called One Margarita, the Margarita Song. Being a big Jimmy Buffett fan, that automatically caught my attention. So, uh, <laughs> But this is not Jimmy Buffett. So not Jimmy it. Buffett. It's not Luke Bryant, who also just came out with One Margarita about a year ago. And this is also featuring, uh, is it Casa D and Steve Terrell? And I've heard this song, and I don't think she's going to get this one on the Disney Channel. See what you think. I don't think so. <laughs> Give me one margarita, I'ma open my legs. Give me two margaritas, I'ma give you some head. Give me three margaritas, margaritas. Give me three margaritas, margaritas. Give me three margaritas, I'ma put it in my puss. Give me four margaritas, I'ma now before alan even comments i just want to give you a little background on the song all right so 
One margarita. Oh, background. <laughs> this is this is Angel's response to a slut shaming sermon by an evangelical, evangelical, yeah, evangelical, yeah, evangelica Christian pastor, better known as Sister Cindy on TikTok. After the sermon sermon went viral, Angel decided to flip the message into one of empowerment and owning your sexuality, with the help of producers like. What do you call it? Danny said, Carl uh, Dixon. Steve Terrell and uh, Casa, Terrell. Casa D, I assume. Uh, the, the song came into existence. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll get Alon's opinion before I throw mine in. We'll do it in a backwards order. And right about now, Disney is disowning her. No. <laughs> no, great track. Great strip club track, obviously. I was surprised. It did definitely did not go the direction lyrically I thought it was going to go. Uh, I didn't margar- know margaritas were that powerful. I could see straight up shots of tequila, but hey. Uh, quite the aphrodisiac, apparently. You know, two shots is leg opening, three shots is in the tush. So let's go. All right. That yeah. chick angel. Yeah, that chick angel. I, I have Jane to tell angel. you, I, I listened to this song maybe five we'll or six times before I before the show because I had to keep listening to it because I kept trying to get my opinion of it because normally – I am not a fan of songs that are that blatant of innuendos. I, you know, I like a little more subtlety and I just sort of find that a lot of artists are coming out and just, you know, getting as blatant as they possibly can just for for um, the sake of selling music. But she does this in, and I don't exactly know why or what she's doing different, but I really, really, really like this song. Um, I like her voice in it. I like the beat of it. I like the uh, the house organ that's in the back or keyboard. I guess, yeah, the house organ. Boy, we just added another innuendo there. <laughs> yeah, I like her organ that she, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's so weird that normally I would not like a song, but I, I, I can't explain it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to play it, and my girls that are living on TikTok are going to know it, and they're going to love it. And, and there are some remixes of it out there as well that do take it. It is uh, like a minute. Um, it's under two. It's like 158 or 157 yeah. or something. But I did see on Direct Music Service, there's a, a couple of remixes that take it a little longer. But uh, if you guys need me to do one that gets this all the way up till th- uh, three minutes, be happy to do that. There was also a 128 mix of it as well that somebody did, but I that one I didn't care for because they just took her vocals and sped them up so fast that uh, I just I don't think it flowed. I, it just it doesn't fit 128. Well, I'm I'm I was told that they're they're that's that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for them to give me nice. that over three minute version, and then we'll have it up on strip joints. It's like I said, it's not closed yet, but I, I anticipate it will be. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to, uh, I'll be sending it to you soon. Fantastic. All my favorite DJs out there. Man, good show. We brought good music. Uh, uh, outstanding guest. Bob, man, Edsel, dope. And, and you're friends guy. with He's this guy. You're, like, you've probably got his number in your phone. You know, you just call him and you we, might we be are, meeting are, up in we, L.A. And... Again, it's like, you know, you uh, anyone in the music industry, whether you're a label or, or an independent company like myself, like my company, you work with a lot of artists and you, you're not going to love everybody either working with them or just, you know, time or whatever you, but Etzel is, is, a, is a, one of the, one of those top artists that I've worked with that I, I love what he does creatively. Um, I love him as a businessman and I, I just love him as a good friend. He's a solid, he's a solid guy. So 
Can't wait for the world to hear that. Cannot wait for the world to hear that. Yeah, Alon, final thoughts? Yeah, man, he gave me uh, goosebumps uh, telling that Dimebag Daryl Al Rosa story. I have a lot of personal connections with Dimebag and the Al Rosa. I played there. I sang there. A lot of my formative years as a musician were spent there. Uh, So when he told me that story, I was getting goosebumps. So very cool. Well, uh, you guys, it's been fun. I want to remind all of our listeners that all of the What's Hot on the Strip Clubs podcast, including the Panda Top 20 Bubbling Under Off the Charts Classic Remixes, Flashback Friday Strip Club Music Hall of Fame, Behind the Curtain, and Rockin' Pod Recap can be found at whatshotitsc.com. Join our Facebook group. Thanks for listening to Panda Off the Charts. Presented by the Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. Now you know what's new. Get a full list of tracks from this show and previous shows at pandaoffthecharts.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.